Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's going on, people? Week 10. Oh, man, we in the double-digit weeks. It is here. Uh, you know, got a lot of good matchups. A lot of teams on by still. But, you know, we, we got some good juicy ones. I was going through the lineups today and... uh. Oh man, I'm real excited for some matchups. Oh man, it's gonna be a good week of football. It usually, always it, it has been, man. It, it's been some good games. Some obviously we get the clunkers occasionally. Uh, my my New York Jets almost gave me a heart attack by pulling out a W and r- ruining this this perfect draft positioning that we got going on right now. But um, rolling into Week Ten, like you said, man, it's crazy. Uh, you know, we're a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving. Uh, haven't even really even thought about that, which is wild to even, you know, say. But uh, as we always do on this Wednesday night, uh, covering Thursday night football, going through the preview of that game, giving our, our picks, uh, the spread, the over, uh, the spread, the total, <coughs> uh, and also all the fantasy analysis. But also going to cover some news uh, and also give out our streams of the week as we do every uh on this on this Thursday night preview episode. So uh covering the news, Greg, CMC man, Christian McCaffrey running back for the Carolina Panthers, he seems like he was ruled out for week ten. And um you know he was originally deemed day to day. as I always say, day to day usually means week to week. Uh later today Adam Schefter reported that um that you know Christian McCaffrey is actually gonna be considered week to week. So as I usually say, week to week usually means longer than that. So um, Edwin Torres, who uh, he's you know doctor of physical therapy, uh, I follow him on Twitter uh, at football at fb injury doc. Um, but he uh, I was checking out his timeline. He said that expect CMC to be out somewhere between two to two to four weeks. Um, so at least until the fantasy playoffs, that's that's about where that would put you. So. Uh, this makes this means that we've got a few more weeks of Mike Davis as a workhorse back. Um, Greg, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, where where are you at? What are you thinking if you're the CMC manager or maybe even the Mike Davis manager? Uh, yeah, it probably depends on how where I'm at, at in the part of the standings. If I'm <clears throat> the CMC manager and I'm pretty sure I'm going to make the playoffs, uh, and you're probably not going to have CMC back until playoff time. I'm definitely trying to buy high on or buy Mike Davis uh, so he can ride you into the playoffs. And then you have CMC come back for, for those, for that stretch. Uh, If I'm the Mike Davis manager though. Yeah. um, You're probably in a situation where you had him to, (laughs) to help you in relief. And now you, you're probably lucky to continue to use him in relief. So definitely keep riding him. And um, I'm only selling high to the CMC manager or someone else that needs him. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I think, uh, like you said, it depends on the the way your roster set up, where your standings are at. 
Um, I know in our league that we co we co manage Greg. Uh, Mike Davis, he's somebody that we really, we really desperately need at this point. I mean, we've we've been killed by the injury bug, uh, all between Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, now Miles Gaskin, um, Austin, Antonio, Antonio Gibson, Gibson possibly. now possibly. So we've been killed by this injury bug. So Mike Davis is somebody that we need to kind of, you know, you know, he's the glue for us right now, kind of holding this thing together. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I have another roster where I, you know, I've got a, I've got a, you know, a plethora of, of running backs. And obviously, Mike Davis between you know between now um, and the next four weeks, you know having him is enticing. Uh, but knowing that that is you know temporary, and I have some other backs where I don't really need Mike Davis. If I can sell high, uh, if I can you know maybe try to upgrade, uh, you know like we always say, take 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 a one a running back and a receiver, you know upgrade a receiver. Uh, you know maybe if you can if you can go uh, get a Terry McLaurin. And and Mike Davis and offer that for like a Devonte Adams, right? And now you've upgraded Terry McLaurin to Devonte Adams, or you know something along those lines, or you're you're upgrading your flex, like maybe you're turning, you know, Mike Davis and and Clyde Edwards-Helaire into like Aaron Jones, and you know that's your new flex or something like that, right? Like uh, just look around the league, you know, especially tight end, right? That could be a spot where you could probably upgrade. Maybe you don't have to aim for Travis Kelsey, but maybe you could go try to get Darren Waller. You know, maybe if you were able to pick up Austin Hooper off waivers, you can go to the Darren Waller manager if they're in need of, of running back help and say, hey, you know, I've got Mike Davis, I've got Austin Hooper. Would you take, Dar- you know, uh, want to do a flip-flop for Darren Waller here? Uh, what do you think about those, Greg? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, tight end, I feel like everyone's suffering at so. If you're able to get a tight end from someone else, that that'd be pretty impressive as well. Um, so yeah, but I, I'm all about you know trying to package Mike Davis, um, see what you can get, but definitely at at the highest point, I think. Would you trade Mike Davis for T.J. Hawkinson? Um, if my tight end, if like I weeks the tight end's been the difference for me, then I think so. Yeah. I mean, T.J. Uh, Hawkinson's the tight end that, three right now. Uh, Right behind Waller and uh, and Kelsey, uh, in to- in terms of total points, uh, in terms of you know points per game, he's only point two. He's at ten point six to to Waller's ten point eight, while Kelsey's up in the in you know the stars at at fifteen and a half and half PPR. But uh, Hawkinson provides you know an advantage over those that are streaming. Yeah. But I mean, Mike Davis probably, you know, in his good weeks could get like RB one day, which is like fifteen. Absolutely, I'm saying, I'm just so, saying, I mean, if you have, if you had the depth, you know, let's say you had, I don't know, you yeah, know, you have James, if you James, have, depth, you have sure, James yeah. Robinson, yeah. And, and you've got, uh, you know, James Robinson, and then maybe you've got Miles Gaskin coming back, but you've got an Antonio Gibson and, and maybe a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Nick Chubb or someone coming something, back, someone too. coming yeah, back, those guys. you know, something like that. But you've got, yeah. you know, a good amount of depth. Because again, this timeline two to four weeks. Uh, I, I don't really want to make any long term plans on this because especially when CMC comes back, obviously there's the risk of re injury. So you're going to end up holding Mike Davis potentially, even if that means he, he never plays a significant snap for you, or you never start him again. You're going to hold him in the event that CMC. And we're getting to the point where trade deadlines are approaching their past. So yeah so i'm saying yeah you're, run, you're running yeah, you gotta, you gotta make, make this move, move now if you're trying to make it now if you're trying to make one yeah uh running back another running back that was ruled out that was raheem moster so he was quick, quickly ruled out he's eligible to come off the ir this week um but he will he will not play in this game so uh seems like we'll be back to Jarek mckinnon 
uh, potentially being the lead back here with uh, Jermichael Hasty backing him up. Um, but then over for the L.A. Chargers, Justin Jackson, he was held out of practice. Apparently, according to Anthony head coach Anthony Lynn, that seemed to be uh, you know, per, I don't know, I don't know what the exact verbiage was, uh, but it seemed like they they were just trying to see how uh, give him the day off and see how he would how he would respond throughout the week. So his status is up in the air for Sunday. So uh, expect Joshua Kelly, Tremaine Pope, who practiced in full today, and Kalen Balaj, who was reverted back to the practice squad. Which that doesn't mean anything. He could always come back to the active roster. So. Um, you know, those three guys would, I, I'm assuming, a form, form some sort of committee uh, behind Justin Jackson. Um, but, or, you know, if Justin Jackson can't go. But as you mentioned before, Greg, Antonio Gibson, he was a DMP with a shoulder. So what what is your expectation? I mean, J.D. McKissick, obviously, he's the receiving back. Um, but is there, you know, is there another running back that you'd be looking for this early down work to? Um. Yeah. That that this was a uh, pretty unfortunate. Hopefully, Antonio gets to come back because this matchup is very juicy for him uh, going against Detroit. Um. But yeah, J.D. McKissick probably be the only one. I mean, he's running a lot of routes. He ran, uh, I think, a league high route, of routes run last week. So yeah, McKissick would probably be the the guy to own as far as a, as a high uh, flex PPR back. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely somebody that we've highlighted in the past. Um, somebody that should should be rostered at this point especially considering the state of the running back um, market. And don't forget, it's a revenge game for Mr. J.D. McKissick. Uh, started out with the with the uh, Detroit mm-hmm. Lions, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Joe Mixon, uh, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, he is a DMP again with this foot injury. Uh, that's obviously not what you would like to see if you're the Joe Mixon manager. With Joe Mixon coming off the bye, you, w- you would hope that he would get some work and practice this week. Um what is your expectation there, Greg? Are you, are you expecting Joe Mixon to play this week, or are you uh, counting on Giovanni Bernard uh, being the workhorse again? I actually had in one league, yeah, I had in one league Boston Scott <laughs> and uh, Giovanni Bernard, and I needed to drop someone for for a roster spot, and I ended up dropping Boston Scott because you know I knew my I think more very more confident Miles Sanders playing this week than Joe Mixon. I don't think uh, Joe Mixon's on track to to really play. Uh, it's not like G. Bernard. He's been doing very well for this team. Um, so, yeah, I think y'all would expect Joe Mixon not to play. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely concerning coming off the bye week that he, he couldn't even get a limited practice in. But, um, yeah, something that we'll have to monitor as this week goes on. But like you said, Giovanni Bernard would be the lead back for them again, um, you know, on Sunday. So uh, And then some other running back news, some some positive news here. Um, in Seattle, running back Chris Carson, uh, who's been dealing with that foot sprain for the last two weeks, missed the last two games. Yeah, he's running, so uh, he's you know apparently the plan was you know have him run today, have him run again tomorrow, see how he, see how he responds. Um, uh, you know the rest of this week and and potentially uh, get him back on track to play in this game on Sunday. Um, but Carlos Hyde, who originally this hamstring was deemed by. Uh, Pete Carroll as nothing major uh, still isn't running, so uh, sounds a bit more than uh, than than a minor injury here for or or nothing major here for Carlos Hyde. But obviously, we know Pete Carroll, the most optimistic coach in the league. Greg, are you optimistic about Chris Carson's availability on Sunday? Uh, I am. I mean, it's good to know that he is running. I think if he's anywhere near close, I think they'll play him. Um, 
Seattle is just, you know, trying to con- continue this st- streak. I mean, they lost against Buffalo. They want to bounce back. I know they want to they win games and get this number one seed, uh, at least win the division. So um, I'm hoping Chris Carson will come back, have him in a lot of leagues. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping he comes back too. Uh, he's somebody that we, we, we like to pluck in, uh, in in that second, that second third round turn. Um, but, you know, it's definitely – I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm not counting on him playing. I'm hopeful that he plays. Um, you know, the fact that he's not practicing, he's just running. Uh, I don't know how how optimistic that has me. Um, but you know, we'll definitely see. Uh, but you know, as you alluded to when we were talking about Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, he is dealing. Uh, or he's obviously practicing uh, for coming back from that that hamstring injury. So this is definitely good news for him. Uh, on the wide receiver front, uh, some guy, uh, a guy that didn't practice, uh, Kenny Galladay, DMP with that hip injury. So uh, something to monitor there. Uh, what's your expectation with him, Greg? Are you expecting that he plays this week or should should managers uh, start making contingency plans? Yeah, managers should start making moves for that as well. I actually have him in that same league I had, um, you know, uh, Gio Bernard and Boston Scott, and I slid him out the – and to, into the bench spot, expecting him not to play, uh, seeing that Q go to the IR very quickly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I wouldn't bank on that. I would just try to see where you can get other people. Uh, Marvin Jones has you know been pretty been playing well in his absence, so maybe he could be still on the waiver wire, or if he's available in some leagues, uh, maybe you could try to get someone else. Yeah, man, I definitely would make some contingency plans there. Uh, that's a that's you know good advice. What you said. Um, you know, if guys are injured, you ha- you're questionable about them. Just don't even put them in your starting lineup. You know, just try to make yeah. contingency plans. You know, try to go with a week without them. If the if the news is is good, um, if if it's trending in the right direction, and you feel good about you know them playing, or you know you hear us say that we feel good about them playing, then go ahead and and put them uh, put them at the top of you know go ahead and insert them in your starting lineup, but. Definitely plan plan start the week planning without them. Uh, Miko Hardman, who is on by this week, uh, was placed on the COVID reserve list. Not entirely sure what his situation is, whether he was a um, close contact or of somebody who who tested positive or he he himself tested positive. Um, but that is something uh, obviously doesn't have uh, any any impact this week in week ten, uh, but could be something that we will we will need to monitor. Uh, you know, in week 11 when these guys uh, return to practice. Um, one thing that actually just just came across, um, I just saw actually on, on Roto World, Daryl Henderson uh, was held out of Wednesday's practice following the team's bye week, dealing with that, that, uh, that quad injury. So that's definitely not, not the best news that you want to hear, similar to what happened with, um, Joe Mixon. So, uh, Greg, what's your reaction to that news? Uh, yeah, that's definitely not uh, positive news there. Darren Henderson, uh, the running back to definitely want to have in this uh, backfield. Uh, I think he's been playing pretty well, you know, as a solid RB2 for you. Um, but if he can't go, then it would be a very messy as it already is. You know, Cam Makers and Malcolm Brown don't really know who we get the touches in that. Uh, Malcolm Brown probably get red zone touches, can makers, you know, maybe he'll get some uh, change of pace work, but you never really know. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Cam Akers did look really, really good um, in his limited work. I think he had 61 carries in that in that game where Henderson left. Um, you know, we, we've been we've been beating the drum for rookies out of the bye week. Uh, I mean, Daryl Henderson not practicing. Uh, that's gotta be. I've got to imagine that uh, Cam Akers could be in line for 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 more increased opportunities potentially over Malcolm Brown, but. Uh, that's again. That's just me speculating here. But Daryl Henderson has been has been really good. He's looked good. Um, but you know, Cam Akers, second round draft pick this year. Uh, maybe he he starts to flash some of that some of that talent. Um, Greg, streams of the week, man. Uh, as we do every week, your quarterback stream of the week, man. What do we got? Oh man, I'm going with Tua Tagovailoa versus the L.A. Chargers. He's 43% rostered. Uh, this is a very favorable matchup for him uh, in his third start. Going to continue to get more comfortable. He looked really pretty good last week. Uh, he lefty out there. Uh, Chargers giving up at least two total touchdowns to quarterbacks in six of their eight weeks. Um, this is, you know, a good spot for him. Uh, I think he won't kill you in this matchup. Go get him. I, I like this one, Greg. Greg, I have to ask you, though. How, how long did it take you to make this decision? Like, were you just excited about it? You couldn't wait? I bet you you've been waiting all year for this moment right now. Oh man, it, it was yeah, it was pre- it was pretty quick, and I went straight to the once I saw that first name and I saw his rostership, I was like, oh man, and got to got to get him immediately. Go, versus the herb, you know he's got to show up too. Oh yeah, man, definitely got to show up. Definitely got to justify uh, being being selected ahead of of Justin Herbert, just one spot, but still selected ahead of Justin mm-hmm. Herbert. So this should be a good duel, man. I'm really mad that we missed out on all three of these uh, rookies potentially playing against one another. Um, or in one way or in one one form or fashion, but um, I'm going to the quarterback that uh, actually uh, is did not have a game this week. I actually almost got him confused with somebody else, but that is Baker Mayfield, 32% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Gets to go up against Houston, uh, who's they've you know they just gave it up to Jake Luton, man, and they've they've given up the fourth most fantasy points to the quarterback position over the last five weeks. You know it's a good spot for Baker. I think. This week, you can expect him to put up a, a QB1 performance for you this week. Like that for sure. Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What do we got? Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, it just gets tougher and tougher every week, I feel like. Um, I'm going to go with Irv Smith Jr. versus Chicago. Uh, he had two touchdowns last week. You know, Chicago isn't good against the tight end position. Um, I think, though, you know, where it's kind of hitting uh, more like that Jimmy Graham logic. He's, you know, not the target share he's getting, but the target share in the red zone is where I'm looking at. Uh, he's got six targets so far in the red zone, uh, 26.1% target share. Uh, according to player profiler, he's 9% rostered going against Chicago. I think he's going to get a touchdown here again. Go get him. Yeah, man, I, I like that one a lot as well. Irv Smith Jr., definitely somebody that, uh, could be looked to this week. I've actually had to dig deep, man. I had to dig real deep. I want to go Robert Tunyon almost every week, it seems, but he's always more rostered than I think. Uh, he's available in my league sometimes, so I think that he's that makes him available in most leagues, but I guess people are still holding on to him. Um, but he's got a great matchup against Jacksonville. That would be my first choice. My second choice, again, I, I'm warning you guys. I'm warning you all out there. I, I'm digging really deep. Jacob Hollister, uh, he is... <laughs> Get this, right? Can't tell me he's not available because he is approximately 0% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, I say approximately because I've added him in a couple leagues. 
uh, gets to go up against the, the Los Angeles Rams. And I know this isn't about the matchup as much as it is about the opportunities. Hollister played his highest snap share of the season in Week 9, leading all Seattle uh, tight ends. He ran more routes than Will Disley this week after eating into Disley's routes uh, last week. And so he was third in target share uh, in, in Week in week 9. And I wouldn't be surprised if he overtakes Greg Olson this week for uh, the top the top tight end in terms of routes and snap or I mean he obviously ran more snaps but you know routes and uh, continuing to see that the workload and targets and so this could be one of those guys that potentially provides staying power and hard to find those guys in week ten. Yeah, definitely like that. I mean, I thought you know Will Disley could have had something, but I mean Jacob Hollister, the Seattle tight end, one of them did well. Uh, so you know if you're attached to Russell Wilson. Uh, you, you are going to have some success. Yeah, I mean, seven targets from Russell Wilson is worth a lot more than seven targets from somebody else. So, uh, Greg, your defensive stream of the week, man. What do we got this week? Uh, man, I, f- I think I picked them the last time they were playing Philly. I'm taking the Giants again. Uh, they're 35% rostered. It seems like they're going to be under that 50% mark all year, oh, yeah. but they're never going to kill you in a matchup. Uh, they got three sacks and one pick in that first matchup against Philly. Uh, it should have been two. Uh, I think I expect them to continue to make more plays as, you know, this team relies on this defense to make plays. I'm telling you, man, this defense is legit. People, you know, don't realize it. Uh, they see how bad this offense plays or how bad this team plays as a whole, and they pin that, you know, on the team. But this defense is consistently keeping this offense in, in these low-scoring games. <laughs> Worse. So, <laughs> in every game. They keep them in every game, man. Uh, I definitely <laughs> like the Giants. They're, they've definitely been underrated, not on this podcast, but they've been un- underrated uh, you know, by the community as a whole. A, def- a defense I'm word, going word. with, one that is definitely not underrated. Um, I would argue that we overrated them to start the year, but here we are. Life's a full circle. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. 38% rostered, mm-hmm. get to go up against Chicago. Uh, they're two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, outdoors, where historically, you know, Mike Zimmer coach team doesn't actually play well, so this is this is interesting. But Nick Foles is throwing the ball almost 60% of the time in neutral game script, uh, and potentially without David Montgomery, that's possibly more opportunities for more pass attempts, uh, which means more opportunities for more sacks, potentially more interceptions, which... Interesting stat here, Greg. I don't know if you know this. Uh, a lot of people we get on Nick, we get on you know Mitch Trubisky, rightfully so. Nick Foles has thrown either an interception or has uh, been sacked at least three times in every game he's played this season. Wow, that's that's really that's that's <laughs> nice for the defense. <laughs> Real nice. Yeah. So uh, Minnesota defense, uh, not a great defense as a whole, but hey, man, sometimes we got to get dirty, and, and this week it, it it calls for that. So. Uh, Greg, man, you ready to break down some Thursday night football? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm always ready to see the Kang, you know? Oh, yeah, King Henry, of course. Uh, I've, you know, if you don't know which team Derrick Henry plays for, then you haven't obviously listened to this podcast or been paying attention to football. But that is the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. So the 5-3 and three Indianapolis Colts traveling to Tennessee to take on the 6-2 and two Tennessee Titans. This is a 49-point total. This is actually a pick now. Started out 1.5 points. Uh, favoring the Colts, but now the Colts are one-point favorites in terms of the um, injuries in this game. In, on the Indianapolis side, uh, Jack Doyle is out with a concussion, uh, tight end for the Indianapolis Colts, and then tight end Mo Ali Cox. He is questionable with that knee injury, with a knee injury that has been you know bothering him the last few weeks. But he was a full participant in the uh, I guess est- practice estimation as they really didn't have practice, um, but. He 
is questionable for this game. So, uh, you know, obviously I'm, maybe some limitations there, but I don't know. Uh, linebacker Matthew Adams for the Colts, he is out. He's placed on the COVID reserve list. Not really sure what that means for, you know, potential close contacts or if anybody was deemed a close contact, but something to monitor there. Adam Humphreys uh, for the Tennessee Titans, he's out with a concussion. Um, in terms of this game and, and the picks, I'm going with the over here. Um, you know, the Titans to cover and win. Both these teams relatively fast-paced. Uh, each are top 10 in neutral game script of, in terms of pace of play, uh, neutral game script pace of play over the last three weeks. Uh, and again, this game is basically a pick em, so going with the Titans. I, I understand that the Colts are a great run defense, um, and, you know, obviously great a great defense as a whole, but specifically they are the, the league's number one uh, def- run defense. But Derrick Henry, he will get this ball 20 times or so. Uh, and when a running back as as talented as dominating uh, as Derrick Henry or as dominant as Derrick Henry just made up uh, an adjective there uh, as dominant as Derrick Henry uh, gets the, as many touches uh, as he does in this game twenty times or so he, he you know anything can happen so obviously starting him don't, don't think I had to tell you that but just in case anyone out there was thinking about it uh, AJ Brown uh, he's absolute dog you're starting him. Uh, you don't have to play, uh, you know, I'm not playing Corey Davis, don't want to, but if he was dropped, I would add him uh, after this week or, you know, if you have the spot ahead of this game because that zero put some people on tilt, so I, I, I'm i willing to to throw it out and scoop him up. Uh, Jonu Smith uh, has been great but was out-targeted by Anthony Ferkshire last week, so uh, I would still roll him out there. Um, Ryan Tannehill can be sat, but I, I'd rather start him than drop him. Um on the Colts side, you have to call your shot with which running back you believe will get the more touches. I would lean with JT, but obviously I can't confidently say that. Uh, but whoever gets the bulk of the work should finish as an RB2 here between he and Jordan Wilkins. For the pass catchers, I think you can stream Trey Burton as, at tight end. Uh, at wide receiver, TY is, is back, but obviously not interested there. The matchup on the outside is really good, though, and, and obviously it's mm-hmm. been tough. Like You don't know which one of these receivers to go to. It's been, it's been up or down, but... Obviously, Greg, we both love Michael Pittman. Uh, I'd stash him ahead of this game if I could. Saw seven targets last week. Caught uh, caught four of 56 against Baltimore. Led the team in both ADOT and air yards. So this could be a, a really nice spot for him against Tennessee, who's been bad against outside receivers. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, under. I'm going with Tennessee Titans to cover, and I'm taking the Titans to win as well. Uh, for the Titans side, um, definitely like Tannehill. Pie, I could still see him finishing as a high in QB two. Still think he gives you a safe floor. Uh, doesn't kill you in in back to back weeks. I think you know we can rely on him in fantasy for that. Uh, Derrick Henry for sure, still RB one. Uh, November's here, and also yeah, he's gonna get twenty five plus carries, and uh, that will lead to at least getting eighty yards in the touchdown. So that can that's pretty good for him. AJ Brown definitely a trusted wide receiver one at this point. Uh, the the guy is dogging every week. Uh, Corey Davis, I have him as you know that boom and bust flex. Uh, tough tough matchup last week. It is a tough matchup this week as well. Um, I'm going to, you know, say, you know, I wouldn't yet yeah, go ahead and start him as well. Uh, John o. Smith versus Anthony Ferkser is also a very interesting conversation. I don't know if I'm interested in, in either of them, but the, with the tight end landscape, I feel like someone's going to have to be able to start one of them. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to lean towards Ferkser and just go with the hot hand at this point. Um, on the cold side, yeah, going on the cold side, I'm, it's really the running backs, JT versus Wilkins versus Hines. It is messy. It's getting messier every week. Um, but 
it's still if you you know if you told me to bet on who's going to get the money most touches, it's going to be JT to start with early down work and uh, I not see him as more of a you know RB two in this one low in RB two but uh, you're it's a nervous RB two at this oh, point. Yeah. Uh, Ty Hilton, he's healthy and ready to start. Uh, these receivers are just so that's also messy. Uh, they are none of them had over the sixty yards last week. Um, not a lot of them are scoring touchdowns. Ty has none. I don't think Marshall Johnson has any. Zach Pascal has maybe two. Um, so they're all like wide receiver threes or fours. I'm not confident in really starting anyone. I I think Ty Hilton may do something though. That that that's probably one of my bold prediction ones. Is Ty scoring a touchdown? Okay. Yeah. I mean the Anthony Ferkser, yeah. Johnny Smith conversation is a very interesting one. Uh, Ferkser since week five. Uh, has 25 targets to Jonu Smith's 15. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's definitely nerve-wracking. He's got two games. He's got uh, three games over 19% target share, you know, at, during those that five-week span, while Jonu Smith just has the one game. Uh, Jonu Smith saved his day with a touchdown. But, yeah, I mean, I, I said I would play Jonu, but I think, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards what you had said. I think I would play Ferkser. Is that crazy? Yeah, but I don't. But in general, I don't think either of them are going to do well. Though, so, in the if game. you have John o. Smith, you're not. You're. Are you? You're telling. Are you saying if you have John o. Smith, are you going to bench him to start Ferkshire, or are you going to go just go some completely somewhere? If I was in, if I was in that spot, but yeah, I would try to go somewhere else first, and then if I was forced, my hand was forced, I would go get Ferkshire. Yeah, I mean, one of these tight ends is going like, to be productive. Of course, right? Austin Hooper. Because every week, I, I, one of the them has defense been, is good. Uh, they are like really good against the tight end too. They're susceptible to two tight ends though. I remember uh, Warren Sharp had mentioned something about that earlier in the year when they were facing Cleveland, uh, that they're susceptible to uh, two tight end sets because of the, the defense, the way they match up with defensive personnel. Um, hmm. So maybe this could be something that's interesting, uh, where both of these tight ends could be potentially viable. But you know, we we do know the Titans are they're one of those smart coaching staffs. They study. Uh, I'm sure that you know. I I I know that they're into analytics, so uh, maybe this is a spot. But that's just speculating speculating on my part. Uh, but Greg, you said your bold prediction here is uh, Ty had to catch a touchdown pass. That is interesting. I like yeah. that one. I thought about him, but uh, uh, Ty, you know, when it comes to Ty being bold, I just dropped the B. So um, <laughs> I'm going with Michael Pittman, man. Michael Pittman Jr. Um, I'm putting yeah a hundred a hundred or a tutty man. Ooh, wow, a hundred or a tutty. That's that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just going leaning towards this this target share. It seems like when any time Ty is in, he gets the highest target share. So, Ooh. hopefully, in a finally in a in a good. Can matchup, I get you to he does bet against me on behalf of Ty? Can I really get this to happen right now? I, mean, I, I don't want to do it, but yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so Michael Pittman versus Ty. Yeah, we could do. What that. do you want to do? Fantasy points. Not excited. <laughs> uh, f- yeah, fantasy points. Yes. Okay. Yes. Half right. Half half for the people. Half point for the yep. people. All right. Um. So, yeah, I like this. I like this. All right, uh, Greg. Anything else on this matchup? Anything you're excited to see? I know we both picked the Titans here. Um, but so, you know, I had the Colts winning this division. The Titans will not go away. 
So I, I'm, I'm forced to pick the Titans. Who do you think ultimately wins this division, though? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going just the Titans just because, you know, they are – I mean, they, they've been in this. They got to the AFC Championship last year. I think that can't be really ignored anymore. They're they're an elite team in the AFC, and uh, I think they get it they get it done. Yeah, man, I, I, I think I'm with you. Uh, obviously, my preseason pick was the Colts. Uh, I was expecting a little bit more from Phillip Rivers, so – uh, that that really hasn't been they haven't been playing as well uh, to con- well actually Philip Rivers and Jonathan Taylor for, to be honest um, but you know that offense hasn't complemented this defense the way that I, I thought it would um, but this defense still is really good so that, that anytime you've got a defense um, you know and a competent offense that that should give you a chance on Sundays uh, but yeah I'm I'm with you I'm I'm taking the other Titans man I, Ryan Tannehill I'm a believer. Uh, AJ Brown, obviously, and this is it. Derrick Henry just the ghost of Derrick Henry. It's just the winter. Derrick Henry just rose from the grave like it's time. Oh now. yeah, it's almost from time. No he's only he's only getting stronger. <laughs> yep, yeah, he's only hyperbolic time, J. Yeah, yeah. His clone. That's his clone playing right yeah. now from October to September. <laughs> I mean, except, yeah. Oh, that's the <laughs> well, secret. <laughs> that's how they keep him so fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like Mike yep. Rabel's just got mm. tanks of Derrick Henry just in the back, and it's just like, hey. We gave yeah. this one twenty eight carries last week. Let's get let's get ourselves a new one. <laughs> Ready for the winter. All right, man. Uh, we got any trusted or trash that's going on, man? Uh, you, we we got we got some time. Maybe we could just throw one trusted or trash it in there. Just keep it short and sweet. Mm. Uh, this week is gonna be uh, tough. Uh, I feel like this. I'm interested in that that Cincinnati uh, Pittsburgh game. Like I'm scared of Joe Burrow against Pittsburgh. You know, it's a little scaring me a little bit. Is he going to finish better than Big Ben in that game? I mean, putting him up against is, Big like, Ben is would Joe be Burrow. tough because Big Ben's got a yeah. much easier matchup. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, I know, but like any other week, you know, Joe Burrow is basically beating Big Ben out every week consistently. He has. Uh, I think this week. Though I I would have to go with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, assuming he's healthy with that knee injury, of course. But I would have to go Roethlisberger. Um, but Joe Burrow. Let's see. Does Joe Burrow finish top fifteen? Well, fan- let me see. Fantasy Pros has Joe Burrow at seventeen, the QB seventeen. Ooh. So does he finish? Top fifteen this week. Trust that or trash it. Top fifteen. Oh man, that is. I think I. I have. To, I have to trash that. I'm. I'm trashing yeah. it. I mean, Pittsburgh. It's tough. Um, they I are. didn't realize They're super tough. How many other guys are in such good spots? I mean, obviously realize it but when you look at the rankings and you and you see the list of players that are all in good spots and you've got jared Goff going up against seattle so like would you would you you know you you roster you know you you would pick up jared Goff and start him over joe burrow this week right i'm assuming oh yeah i picked up uh jared Goff today and i'm starting him over cam newton so yeah yeah so jared Goff is gonna blow up cam newton or joe burrow you got Cam Newton going up against Baltimore, Joe Burrow going Ooh. up against Pittsburgh. Uh, Fantasy Pros current ah. consensus rankings has Burrow as the QB seventeen 
with Cam Newton right behind him as the QB 18. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. yep so, yep. Um, <laughs> which one of these guys will have the better finish this week, Greg? Yeah, both in tough spots as well. It's just uh, one, you know, they take majority of the run game, which is nice. The other one's the most drop back quarterback, which is nice. So it's there. It, uh, it's tough. It's really, <laughs> it really is tough. If, if Cincinnati's offensive line going to hold up. Really, that's what it comes out for them. And then is Patriots going to be able to get past the 50-yard line like against the Ravens with that offense? I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I think you, you can still attack Pittsburgh downfield, so I think Joe Burrow gets some shots. Yeah, you can still attack Pittsburgh down the field on the outside. Uh, I think my only concern, though, is I... I you trust the receivers versus Cam's receivers, which is no one. Yeah. Um... I mean, we've seen we've seen teams have success against Baltimore, though. I mean, even uh, you know Indianapolis last week had success against them. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz had success against them as well. You know, we've had you know some teams have success, especially uh, you know Carson Wentz was running the ball on them. I think the matchup isn't as bad as it looks on paper, um, especially when you consider Cam's usage around, especially around the goal line, right? <sighs> My issue. Colts only scored ten points last week. <laughs> yes. Like if unless Cam's getting two, unless Cam's getting two touchdowns, there's no reason to start him. No, but I think that the the I'm willing to bet on the floor of Cam versus the floor that might be there for Joe Burrow, just because I know the rushing upside. You know, like I I, I was willing to bet that Joe Burrow would do well against Baltimore, um, and you know that was I was completely wrong. They they harassed him all day. And Pittsburgh's pass rush mm-hmm. is, is better than than, mm-hmm. than Baltimore's, and that Cincinnati offensive line is terrible. So, I'm just imagining Joe Burrow just being harassed for a majority of the day by JJ Watt and uh, Bud Dupree. Yeah, I'm hoping um, guys like Gio Bernard and short yards guys like Alden Tate, hopefully Adrian Green, help him out. I don't know. Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, bet right now. Yeah, Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, but yeah, I can do that too. I can do that too. <laughs> all right, man. I think that's all we got for for today. Um, we both, we just to be clear, we both trashed Joe Burrow a top seventeen finish. Yeah, top seventeen or top fifteen. I, top I'm trusting top seventeen. I'm yeah, I'm trashing top seventeen. He finishes right in between. That. Oh, so he's gonna finish as the QB sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, right there, yep, right in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving him QB 15. I I won't. I'm not gonna go QB 17 because uh, I got to give some. He can finish QB 17. I got to give some wiggle room for Cam to beat him. So I'm not gonna say QB 17. True. Um. All right, man. That's all. That's all we got this week. Um. Everyone, thank you for listening. If you could just again take the time to rate review the podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing, uh, we would love the feedback. Write us a review. Tell us how we can get better. Cause, um, that's what we do this for. We we do this. Uh, for you all out there in the DX tribe, uh, try to you know give you the best, give you all out there the best information that we can. Um, and so, if there's ways that we can be better, uh, and let us know, and we'll be you know more than happy to try to implement some of those things. Um, but you know, again, if you leave the five star review or whatever review you think we deserve, write the review again. That that helps us. Uh, you know, that helps go a long way. Um, and then also, if you can follow us on. Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. You could follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Love interacting with all y'all. 
Um, have a good one, everyone. Th- enjoy Thursday Night Football. We will talk to you uh, t- uh, tomorrow for the game preview part one for week 10. And uh, we are out. We out.